0: Welcome back to the Strong Podcast with me, your host, Becky Dunn. Today, I am joined by Adele Johnston, also known as the Menopause Coach on Instagram, and she is the founder of the Menopause Support Coach Academy. We talk all things menopause and perimenopause, and this podcast is designed to bring awareness and to help you understand the symptoms, how to recognize it, and how to support someone going through it. I've linked Adele's information below if this is something that could benefit you. Adele, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for asking me. I was really excited when you reached out. Couple of months in the making. I know, right? It's like, who (laughs) would even know that we're actually on the countdown to Christmas right now. I seen that yesterday and someone had put up saying something like it's only 16 weeks. (laughs) And it's like, no, I'm not ready for this yet.
0: <laughs> Do you know what makes me more nervous? Not necessarily Christmas. So I'm currently pregnant. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. But I'm due in December. So for mm-hmm. me, oh. I know how quickly Christmas is going to come around. But that means for me, like, I'm close.
1: <laughs> yeah, Is this your first baby.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, this is lovely. Well done, you.
0: Thanks, but this is so that for me, when people were like, "Christmas is really close," I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't like, that's not exciting for me. I'm really scared." <laughs> yeah,
1: that like measures excitement and then nerves. Yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. exactly. But no, I wanted to bring you on. Basically, um, my my podcast was really designed to have a mix of people within our, like my industry, um, mm-hmm. but I really wanted to change that a little bit and narrow down on experts in their field and really bringing value to people on particular Mm -hmm. subjects and I think menopause is incredibly hot and I tell you what actually prompted me I've got um, a couple of my online clients um, are menopausal but one in particular is perimenopausal okay and um, really struggling really struggling with the fact that she's young she's in her 40s but really struggling with the fact that she was going through it Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's a, a big thing we can we can go into that down the line anyway but like it was it, it for me as well as a coach being like, okay, how do you how do you recognise that? How do you help people with their training? All of this type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and there'll be so many people within our industry or my industry, the pole that will have slightly older clients. Um, and just being able to recognise these things. So mm-hmm. before we deep dive on all of this, which is yeah. which is really exciting because we're all going to go through it, right?
1: Yeah, nobody's coming
0: our way. (laughs) Yeah. How did you? How did you get into this line of work? Like, what was it that really drew you into becoming an an expert in menopause and becoming a coach and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, it's quite a funny one. I actually just um. So just before I answer that, the word expert for me is something that I will never class myself as being. And, you know, it's quite funny. I'm, I'm very open, but my PR manager is always like, Adele, you are an expert. We have to get you out there as an expert. Mm. And the way that I see it is, it's such a complex part in a woman's life that nobody can be an expert in. I, I, you know, anyone that claims they are, it's like, no, you're always learning. There's always that evolution and how we can show up and support. So yeah, I. Whenever I hear that, I'm always like, "Oh, no. <laughs> but you
0: are a, um, but you are knowledgeable in in this particular field." We'll go with we'll go Yeah, with that. very knowledgeable
1: and specialist in certain aspects of menopausal yes. care for sure. Um, so I actually started early perimenopause in my early thirties, not knowingly. Okay? okay, so this was. Um, I was working in the women's health space. I hadn't been feeling very well. And being in senior corporate, I'd been in corporate for a couple of decades, I'd worked my way up to very senior level, and I put it down to tiredness, stress, and having twin babies, you know, all the things that we were kind of saying, I feel this way, but it's probably because I worked later, I feel this way, because I was up a lot through the night with the babies, and juggling being a full-time corporate senior woman, and a full-time mum, it was really difficult. So got to about 35 and knowing what I knew, so that empowerment of knowledge, I immediately knew my body wasn't coping well. And for me, it was very evident that it was hormonal related. So, you know, cue all the blood tests and the scans and the biopsies and the checks and a lot of the symptoms that I was experiencing, if you popped it into Dr. Google. I had cervical cancer. So, you know, this was like holy shit. We're going to have to yeah, we're going to have to do a bit of investigation work here, right? So, ten biopsies later, multiple different blood tests, scans, you name it, internal scans, internal checks. <clears throat> I was very, very, very blessed and grateful that everything came back fit and healthy. So, it's like amazing. My body's healthy, but I don't feel well. So, what's going on? And it was during the procedures of having my final biopsies taken when they removed my marina coil, I went privately for this because unfortunately the speed of the NHS support just wasn't giving me what I needed for health. And health is one of my number one values. So I put my health before everything and went privately for these checks. Um, It was when they removed the marina coil, they took the biopsies. The marina coil actually got left out. For, um, in memory I think it was maybe a week by the time I could then get it re- reinserted by the NHS gynecology unit in my local city and it was pretty much within 24 hours probably less because I was sleeping for part of that that when I woke up the next day after having the coil reinserted majority if not most of my symptoms had disappeared so For me, it was that immediate mic drop moment of going, this was lowering progesterone levels. Mm. And because the Marina Coil contains a synthetic form of progesterone known as a progestogen, my body then got what it needed and was feeling so much better within those 24 hours. Wow. So I started the journey at 35 of investigating that further and again paying for private hormonal bloods um, because unfortunately unless we specify the bloods that we want to have done they're not seen as routine bloods when we do hormonal profiling so I specified the bloods we got them ran and we ran them again six weeks later to double check that they were you know averaging Um, And they were worse at that point, but it showed that I was so deeply inside perimenopause and that my estradiol, my progesterone was fine at that point because we'd replaced the Marina coil and my testosterone levels were so significantly low, um, not even for my age, they were just extremely low, that my private menopause support at the time, who was my mentor at the time, she still is but I have two now. She actually said to me on a a phone call, Adele, how are you even functioning? And I burst out laughing because I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm not joking with you. With bloods this low, how are you even getting up and functioning and doing what you do? So that for me was a huge, big, holy crap moment of I've known something doesn't feel right. I've taken it on board myself with the empowered knowledge I have to get those investigations done because I'm sure for many of you listening to this right now this statement is going to ring true for you that when you feel something's not right and you head along to your GP for some bloods or for some checks you'll either be told that you're too young to be menopausal this is what I heard all the time. No, Adele, it cannot be menopause. You are far too young. You've years and years before your menopause even happens. So it's definitely not that. And I got sick of hearing that because we appreciate that there are various stages to menopause. It's not just menopause. Menopause is one day. But what about all the things that happened to us prior to that in perimenopause, which for many women can last a decade or more? Mm. And then postmenopausal, we're in postmenopausal stage of life for around a third of our lives. So a long time. Yeah, right. So we actually have this journey through different stages of menopause, and unfortunately, you know, at the time of recording this podcast, our GPs and our doctors are just not fully knowledgeable around all of that.
0: I think there's a this is a complete side subject anyway though but I think there's a lot of stuff within GPR GPs where there um yeah there's missing knowledge on people's health in particular and like stripping it back and you know maybe looking at like you say I, this is a complete separate subject of menopause but looking mm-hmm. at people's sleep their diet you know mm-hmm. instead of like jumping straight to like a cure of a tablet or you know there's a lot of missing knowledge I think with GPs but you know uh, this is it, I understand why though, because like when I when I found you as a menopause coach, I was like, <laughs> she looks really young.
1: Yeah, I get this all the time.
0: Yeah. How can, how can you be teaching menopause? Because obviously I have
1: the education platform where we have our 12-week certification. So we Saw certify that. other coaches and oh. service-based business providers that work with women to be certified in menopause support care. Um and I get it a lot. I, I get probably at least three or four messages every single day how are you qualified or how do you know about menopause you're far too young and it's that misconception isn't it or misperception of yeah. menopause being an old woman thing and actually it's not
0: and that's why I think if you are perimenopausal or you mm. know you're about to go through it in even in like even in the age of your 40s 30s yeah. you can do, you can go through it in your 20s right there is Younger. no there is really Baker. no yeah, yeah. um I think that's why it's so hard for people to accept yeah. that they are going through it. But yeah. and it's because there's not enough education around it. It's not spoken about, it's not spoken about enough.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And you know, part of part of me that I see this as a purpose pathway. This is like my light work. You know, I'm a light worker in this world that I get to come and share. And part of what I do is my purpose pathway is about experiencing something and then helping others not to walk that same path right so if I can lay down those bricks over and make it a bit of a smoother journey that's definitely my purpose of this life so having gone through what I went through it was really important for me with all of the research that I had done um, I'm educated in reading medical research as a nutritionist so I put that to good use and I curated hundreds of hours worth of medical research my mentors supported me by getting a hold of medical research Um, and allowing me to read through some bits. Um, I just, I done my own research and what was really difficult at the time, we're talking like maybe five years ago now actually, was there wasn't even a great area within menopause support and care. There was a black hole, there was no information that was easily accessible or understandable unless you were medically trained. So That's partly as well where I'd curated so much information for my own care, helped my own self and my own body to, you know, literally up level my entire feeling and health. And thought, there's no way that I can let other women go through this at such young ages or any age and not be empowered to navigate their own care. And that's exactly where the menopause coach was kind of born from. almost by accident it wasn't amazing, on right? yeah
0: because even like um i always do a little bit of research where i can um mm-hmm. before if i'm like with you'd say just looking at um the research yeah. on medical like what what would you find online about menopause basically and even yeah. like even doing research um it says really the average age that you hit menopause is 51 and then going through perimenopause anywhere from sort of 45 so mm you know even if you were reading that like you know take you when you were 34 again got all these symptoms Mm -hmm. and you're reading it going well that can't be Mm -hmm. you know that 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 can't maybe that's not me but it can't be me because I'm not at that age yet um we're actually taking the initiative to be like no I know there's something wrong with my body um something's not right so when you what point so when you were going through the like the initial symptoms so like you were really like lack of like the sleeping element and stuff where at that point in time were you looking after your nutrition did you think it could have been anything else were you were you Mm -hmm. like were you quite healthy in general in terms of like you know so you could like tick off like well you know I know I'm eating well I'm Mm -hmm. hydrated you know I still get enough sleep so could you easily eliminate those
1: um yeah Definitely. And, and you know, this is something where as um, a trained nutritionist at that point, you know, nutrition has always been core within my life. I actually, it's a fun fact for you. I actually grew up with a female bodybuilder for a mum. So, oh, my wow. mom, yeah, it's cool. Right. My mum was a NABBA, Miss Scotland That's and so cool. third in Britain when, you know, I must have been about maybe eight years old when she first started to compete. And it wasn't a big female sport back then as it is now. So she entered into this and she was a natural athlete um, inside a world where there was a lot of enhancements and, and, you know, enhanced use. So she was a natural athlete and it was really cool to watch how she could really manipulate her body for stage shows. And I learned a lot by just on that journey with her. Yeah, it was super cool. So I actually always knew how to work with my body if I wanted to build muscle and get toned. Um if I ever gained some weight, which we all did throughout different periods of teenage life and and into our twenties, it never feared me because I knew what I needed to then do. And being realistic, there was times where it was yeah, okay, nutrition isn't on point. So when I entered into my 30s and nutrition was always very decent. Um I love a donut and I love pizza and that always came into it too right yeah it's not you know I'm not one of these people that's like uh it has to just be green leafy fruits and veggies and a little bit of lean white meats or fish it's no food is there to be enjoyed right so yeah we can always be a bit better I always say that um working out wise so yeah I was in the gym I was lifting weights I was um you know I've always had this thing where steps for health every day is really important not for our body composition, but actually for our heart health, our bone health, our mental health. So yeah, those boxes were being ticked massively. Um, And it was very much a being so in tune. And this is something that I really advocate teaching women how to do, being in tune with my own body. I know my body better than any medical expert ever will or can because it's mine, Mm. right? I'm with it. 247365 <laughs> and actually you know there's that element of we all have choice in whether we acknowledge something that feels or looks different or whether we choose to neglect or ignore it and that is all our choice that we do that but you'll be experiencing so much new change being pregnant yeah right and that has a whole new host of hormonal change and enhancement and you know you'll be probably finding at this point in your pregnancy as well that your skin your hair your nails all feel amazing Mm. your body's release of additional estrogen and estradiol and a surge of progesterone for better sleep will be really helping you right now
0: yeah it's actually really interesting because I this is a a little bit off subject about menopause, but, but really related to hormones, which is everything. Yeah. Menopause is right. Yeah, um, I decided to come off the pill four years ago. So I was on the pill from a really really young age. Decided to come off, and um, so I was. I must. I was on the pill for maybe like 15, maybe not that long, 10 years, 10, yeah. 9, 10 years. Um, and something that I don't I, I don't think also is spoken about enough is the, um, the impact that the pill and the hormones and putting these types of hormones into your body can have mm-hmm. when you come off. So mm-hmm. it's actually been since being pregnant, my skin has been much nicer, but I went through at least two years, especially when we were in lockdown with really bad acne as a result of a complete mm-hmm. hormone, hormone imbalance. And I think there's nothing worse than having a hormonal imbalance Mm -hmm. internally Mm -hmm. and feeling like you're sort of out of control of, you know, not being, not, not knowing how to control it or what you can even do. And I was trying Mm -hmm. everything and I spent so much money. So having this point in them, in the, since being pregnant, you know, my skin has, my skin had cleared up prior to that, actually, because I'd done some dietary work, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the hormone imbalance is just horrible. Yeah. Having yeah. hormone imbalance is not
1: nice. Exactly. And, and, you know, that's the unfortunate side of this is and is very relevant for in perimenopause as well, mm-hmm. is that no topical cream will resolve a hormonal imbalance. No. No amounts of, you know, a certain food will alleviate or improve a hormonal imbalance. There's this element of being very clear with the science of the body that only replacing those hormones will replace those hormones. We can certainly support the body through the foundations of health with nutrition, with lifestyle. And also, we can't forget the fact that our mind, you know, that spiritual being that's inside of us needs nourished as well. So being able to do that spiritual practice of breath, of being present, of being mindful, plays a massive role. And that's part of us I mean it's a big part but also a small part of what I coach and teach is around that reclamation formula of care Mm.
0: and that's where I was I was spending thousands on I can't even I must have spent at least five to six if not more thousand pounds on um like treatments topical creams Mm -hmm. Um, trying just because like and then then the algorithm plays Mm -hmm. into your um insecurities because then I was being at like I was being advertised all the time these like this this brand or this brand and I was like well that that must work like look at look at the pictures of these people (laughs) and then you get get caught up in like yeah thinking that this is going to help you and actually
1: yeah completely and acne is a really it's a really big one for a lot of women in perimenopause as well because as as we enter into perimenopause what's ultimately happening here is we can still get pregnant if we want to if that's what we choose to um and also you know there's there's not a lot actually changes per se but we start to experience the onset of the reduction in estradiol which is one of our estrogen so estrogen is a plural their estradiol is like our queen bee hormone and has hundreds of functions around our body from the top of our heads to the, the you know the point of the toe And everything in between. So very bone protective, heart protective. We've got a lot of research being done now, which has been funded by neuroscientists in America around how protective it is on the brain and how actually there may be some evidence that is shown soon, imminently, that it can be very protective around Alzheimer's and other brain degenerative diseases. Um, So we know that it protects everything, right? And when that starts to decline, It happens over the period of perimenopause of around maybe 10, 12 years for some women. And it's not just a steady downward decline. You know, we can have one day we feel absolutely fine. And then the next day we just feel absolutely floored, really horrendous confidence levels of hip rock bottom, heart palpitations out of nowhere when we've never had them before. We might find that we have really bad emotional upset yeah we might feel just really low and sad and there's a lot of things can happen as a direct result of that so these symptoms can be you know from head to toe a lot of mine were vaginal so i experienced a lot of really painful vaginal symptoms that came between me and my husband we wouldn't have sex anymore because i would bleed during or after wow. it was painful i was dry i was I felt really smelly all the time. You know, these types of things to the point where for a a period of time, I couldn't even wear underwear. It was so painful.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. So considering that a lot of women that within your network that are training, Mm. these women still will be keeping flexibility. They'll be doing some resistance training. Even trying to put your leggings on to get to the gym was just a no-no. So no squats were going to happen. No walking lunges were ever going to be part of my routine. And it had a direct impact then on my weight gain.
0: Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Because you're not mm-hmm. doing anything. But also, those symptoms, like you know, aren't right mm-hmm. in terms of like, you know, this isn't right. But for yeah. a I probably sat there, like, you know, feeling too embarrassed to go to the doctor. Yeah. I like, don't want to, you know, maybe this is just a little. Uh, like a phase that I'm going through and like you say it's being so in tune with your body Mm -hmm. in all walks of like you know all all aspects of your health
1: yeah absolutely
0: and and understanding that like even down to eating a certain type of food for example you know how it reacts with you and you know sometimes you'll eat something and you'll be like oh I'm not gonna eat that again that was that was like that didn't agree with me for example like we're very in tune in that aspect but Mm You know when there's something that doesn't feel right or you know it's not right you know mm-hmm. and also not being afraid to challenge yeah right to say no mm-hmm. I don't I don't think this is or like you say you like you did go private I know that's not always the, the most feasible option but having mm-hmm. that 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 is a option where you can say mm-hmm. no because the NHS sometimes just aren't going to support you in the same way.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I had a lot of really good support from the NHS. And of course, they are great. The NHS is
0: great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely.
1: And I, I also had very frustrating time waits and yeah. conversations with the NHS GPs, but even very frustrating conversations with private gynecology consultants, Um, you know, who have apologised after wow. the care that should have been given wasn't. So there's a lot in this space where it's just lack of understanding and knowledge that will be changing and certainly you know my girls are 13 they're coming up 13 in October and you know they already have such an awareness of their whole journey they've just started their periods and you know they're navigating their menstrual cycle beautifully right now and tracking it manually they are just amazing with it and they know that at the other side of that that their periods will stop and you know they've witnessed me and they hear me talk about menopause all the time so there's this element of you know is if we can build it into the education we were never given this education we were taught about periods but we were never taught about well what actually happens at the other side of our fertility journey when you know our, our periods and our menstrual cycle stops mm-hmm. it's not menopause is not just the cessation or the stopping of our periods it's actually it brings with it a heightened risk of health for women. So, postmenopausal women, once we've actually come through into postmenopause, where we can spend a third of our life, we are 50% at a higher risk of cardiovascular disease and stroke. Yeah, because our heart protection from estrogen, from our estradiol, has decreased over that time. So, we're at a higher risk. And of course, if we add to that, Um, weight gain and that weight gain brings us into the unhealthy category or an obese category then that again is a higher risk if we add to that being very sedentary with our life because we're maybe sore our joints are sore we're we're exhausted to the point that it's not just i feel tired it's i'm exhausted to the point i actually am falling asleep after lunch or midday um add all of that to things and you know it's, it's really difficult this this isn't just a, a point that we look at women and say you just need to eat less and move more to be healthy that concept is so simple but when you feel the way you feel in your body it is so difficult
0: mm.
1: and that's why we do what we do in my company
0: so how do you how do you overcome that so how do you work with women to you know if if you're if you're at a point where like you are absolutely exhausted and you know how how do you guide women through that
1: yeah so we do a lot at the very start it's really looking at those three basics around the reclamation formula which is nutrition yes lifestyle yeah, and we do a lot in the mind pillar so I'm a qualified positive psychology coach and breath work facilitator we do a lot with what we call the foundations of your inner resilience so when we start to look at those three pillars we um and when I say we my team and I we assess where everything sits within each of them we know where the strong points are and where the gaps and improvements are needed yeah and we we work on just one thing at a time you've but, got to
0: because it's, yeah. it's overwhelming there's so much you know mm-hmm. as that's something that I'm really big on as an online coach too like with yeah. any clients that I work with you this has to be baby steps it's a, such yeah. an incredible overwhelming journey for any journey that you're taking you know absolutely it,
1: I mean, it can be too much right and we've yeah. got some of these who will come to us and they're already navigating their HRT or their hormone replacement therapy journey but actually they've maybe been on that hormone replacement therapy preparation for some time and it's clear it's not effectively working for them so what we do there is we start to assess kind of what what could be improved we have a pharmacist and a gp that are part of my company so we do have the opportunity for our ladies to go private but I advocate and really am proud that we keep a lot of our ladies inside the NHS system. So we only ever go private route where we absolutely have no other opportunity or choice, um, but we navigate it by having conversations and bridging the gaps between the client and their GP. We do a lot of the conversations with the practice managers and with the GPs direct. And a lot of the time the, the GP just needs to know that they have someone else supporting this patient so we do all the foundations of care and it's always keeping within our scope of practice and working in integrity so we do not advise on medications we do not alter change or prescribe instead what we would say is it seems quite clear that maybe your hrt preparation isn't effective for you at this time because of here's here's the evidence yeah Um, here's a suggested conversation that we now have with your GP.
0: Right. I see. So I think what is a really good place to dive into as well is recognizing people around you that, you know, might be going Mm -hmm. through this. And I'm talking because, you know, if, if, you're in a I'm talking from like our side of being in a studio with like mm-hmm. always predominantly women. There is there is males as well, but predominantly women of all ages. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, class sizes range from six people up into some places have like 18 people in a class, for mm-hmm. example. like yeah. you you have it is it's a really um and this is both across like in pole fitness and aerial mm-hmm. hoop. Um, you know, it's it's fantastic and it's yeah. fantastic to see by the way, like so yeah. many women of all ages, like in incredible. Um but like if you're in let's say you're in this environment um how would you how would you might know and this is not for this is not to be like oh i like to have like for someone to have the conversation with someone individually say oh is this are you going through this it's more so for as an instructor or a student to be you know maybe a bit more mindful that if somebody mm-hmm. is taking a slightly more rest time or you know might be getting a bit hot and flustered that actually maybe mm-hmm. it could be because of this but it's not for you to have that conversation it's just yeah. for you to internally be able to recognize to be like okay maybe mm-hmm. they need a little bit more time or could I you know could I get them a drink of water you know something mm-hmm. you know something like that so how do you how what what's what symptoms do you start to see the most
1: Yeah. So everyone's journey is slightly different. And I, that's what I love about this. You know, everyone has that beautifully unique body. Um, Some women will really mask their symptoms so well. And what we want to encourage is that they feel in a safe space when they come into you guys for their session, that actually, if they are finding things a bit hard, they may have had an absolute mental battle with themselves to even come out the door and you know it might not be physical a lot of symptoms can be held up in the mind's space, and we can have you know really low mood anxiety heart palpitations which if nobody has experienced a heart palpitation before I hadn't they are the most petrifying thing they just happen and you literally feel like your heart is going to explode out your chest.
0: Well it's where your mind goes too right Mm -hmm. like if you you, Mm -hmm. I can imagine that you're like this is it, this is my, my, I'm going to have a heart attack or you instantly think the worst when
1: something like that (laughs) happens. There's actually a symptom that a lot of women experience in perimenopause and I I had this, I still have this from time to time when my hormones are taking another drop but it's health anxiety. So, you know, we really do think the worst. Mm. Um, For a long period of time, I was convinced that I was dying of cancer and there's no rational reason You know, the logics of it, as soon as the hormones for me were stabilized out again, I was like, oh my gosh, where was I when I was having all of these, you know, really crazy thoughts. So we get to recognize that there'll be some women that will turn up to session, maybe in physical pain or discomfort. They maybe aren't as flexible as they have been at previous um, sessions and days. And I think it's just encouraging them not to push it you know yeah. to say, listen to our bodies ladies if we're feeling a bit stiffer today let's not overdo it and push it because if we try to push into a split pose or you know really push the legs a bit more than where they want to go when our estrogen levels are lower we can actually cause ourselves ligament damage we can cause muscular tears you know we know as sports professionals that that's mm-hmm. at least a six-week recovery for a muscle tear. yeah at least. we don't want to go there right no So I think there's a lot within the physical. Emotionally, if you notice that someone just seems a little bit more introverted, maybe a bit more subdued, you know, just even inviting, can you pop a hand on their shoulder? Yeah, Mm -hmm. just by having that hand over the shoulder and just saying, you okay? Yeah. It's enough to just feel like... The power of
0: that, right? The power of just Mm -hmm. asking somebody if they're okay. Mm -hmm. Even if they lie to you, it's still the fact I think sometimes it's the fact that you've been recognised in terms of like someone's picked up that I'm not quite right, but you know, you know, and how how that individual chooses to respond is you know up to them. But like having that, like you say, that support of being like, Mm -hmm. yeah. today you're
1: probably one of the biggest pieces of guidance that I could give for anybody listening to this that has any type of you know female support or studio or anything at all but for you guys as facilitators and as coaches is to just open the conversation so Mm. you know highlighting that we've had this conversation and that you've got this podcast coming out and actually encouraging the flow of communication it's in that connection Mm that you will recognise that so many women will probably step forward and say, oh my God, like I've been feeling like that and I've not known why. Or I've not been too sure how I've been feeling, but now you're experiencing that as well. I know that I'm not broken, right? This isn't something that I've done wrong. Yeah. And it's by being able to bring that kind of art of vulnerability together, but we park shame and guilt at the front door. We don't allow them to come into the conversation. Okay, it's about just allowing your ladies to connect and to say, yeah, I'm actually having a flush right now and I need to take a break or, you know, I need to go outside and get some fresh air. I'll be back in a moment. No apologies, just matter of fact.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that comes down to a lot. I think a lot of people do this anyway, but, you know, for me, when I opened my studio is really relatively new and the big, the biggest thing for me was creating a safe space. And yeah. having that space where people can come in and like you can be yourself, you know, if you want to cry, you can cry. If you, yeah, you know, if you want to offload, if you, if you don't, yeah. you don't have to. But like creating that really warm, inviting, safe space and having that as well, right? as, like you as yeah. instructors or studio owners or you know, in any and any um, line of work that you're in, working with females, mm-hmm. like. And like just allowing, like you say, that communication pathway of knowing that if you want to talk to me, you I'm here and you and you can.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have so many health coaches that go through the certification for that exact reason. Yeah. For them to be certified to have the conversation. It's not then just going to be a chat. It's actually a I can help you. Okay. I can guide you. I can support you. I can give you. Some really clear guidance on how to support your body during this time, and that's a beautiful, powerful, empowering place to be. Because then your ladies and your clients have that unique support through what you offer. It's not just yeah. the place they come to to work out; it's a place they come to to be guided and supported.
0: Yeah, definitely. know that's mm-hmm. that's absolutely huge. I did say that you were that you run a um, course. That's yeah amazing to just doing in, <clears throat> enhance your knowledge on it mm-hmm. I wanted to touch a little bit on the benefits of resistance training because yeah. although there is um a lot of people come and do pole or hoop as a for as an alternative form of exercise which mm-hmm. is amazing and it's still it's still mm-hmm. like they're still training and moving their body so it's absolutely incredible um but you can't take away the fact that like benefits resistance training has and I'm I'm really huge on that I'm a strength and conditioning coach and I recommend everybody to train alongside doing pole because a lot of time or hoop because a lot of time people do it like once or twice a week Mm -hmm. and um you still need to strengthen and and everything else but the longevity like the bone health all all of it like what but in particular with menopause and stuff how Mm -hmm. beneficial is resistance training and just just training in general
1: yeah it's um It's like vital is probably the biggest, brightest word that I can use for this. It's vital for multiple different reasons. So if we think about our skeleton as our scaffolding, Mm -hmm. right? And this is what keeps us upright. It's what helps us get out of chairs. It's what helps us explore this beautiful world and live our life with complete and utter freedom. And a lot of the time, we will take that for granted and not even think about the fact that we put one foot in front of the other our skeleton and then our muscles and everything just works right we just we don't even think about it we just go but where it becomes really vital is the fact that when we start to age and when we go through into our menopause years the decline in our key female sex hormones so oestrogen progesterone and testosterone create a heightened risk space where our mobility can become compromised yeah. And when we think about the simplest of things, like getting out of bed in the morning unassisted, pain and ailment free, when you start to experience the, I suppose, degradation of the bone health, yeah, we can find that we have sore bones, and the bone bone soreness is a, a unique feeling for a lot of women and a lot of us will have experienced it. But even the flexibility in the joints. So estrogen is very lubricating to the joints. So you might find you become stiff. You might find that you click a lot more. Yeah, your hips or your ankles are clicking (laughs) you. Straighten your arm out and your elbow does this massive click and you think, oh my God, like, please, nobody would have heard that.
0: I've been doing that since I was like 15. My body cracked. Yeah. <laughs> Crack. yeah, right.
1: So we find that that happens a lot more. But yeah. the reason that resistance or any weight-bearing activity is so beneficial for us throughout our life, it's never too late to start this. Uh, never, never, never. Yeah, is because of what it does to not just the skeletal the skeletal mass but also the muscle mass we need both of those to stay mobile and active so think of it as it's vital for your freedom and your mobility and actually for women when we are postmenopausal one in two women will not might but will develop osteoporosis and with that the, the kind of extreme of developing osteoporosis is that the unfortunate outcome can be fatal if there is a slip, trip or fall that results in a fractured hip. Um, a lot of women can have um, poor bone health in their L1 to L4 of their spine. And again, that's not something we want to muck about with. So vital.
0: I don't think until it's taken away from you, Mm-hmm. or until you've had an injury of some kind mm-hmm. or you start to experience that pain that you realize how important it is. And it shouldn't get to that point by the way, but it, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Where you're like, actually, I can't just sit up out of bed anymore. Or actually I can't go for a long walk because my knees are hurting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, until, until like you say, it, it is that freedom. Yeah. Until that's taken away. Like I never want to be in a position I want to be, honestly, I want to be doing pole till I'm like 70. I see yeah. that's like just Young. Like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, 80, 90, whatever. It yeah. is. I never, yeah. ever want to, this is a part of my lifestyle. And I think it's, you know, you've done, I think it's amazing that even for your generation, so like your mum was a, a professional bodybuilder, you know, like how you are now in your space and nutrition yeah. and training, like your, your girls are going to, mm-hmm. um, like pick up through the same and I want to do exactly the same me and my husband are like really active I want my son to be exactly the same yeah. um you know but it's it's doing it for for the the longevity and and keeping yourself yeah. um but like I never I never want to be in a position where I where I'm forced to stop Yes because I didn't take it, can it, happen, it didn't right Yeah it can yeah. it can But like as long as I know that I've taken every Mm -hmm. everything I've done everything I can yeah you know that's That's
1: what we ask right is mm -hmm. that if I can share a piece of guidance on this for anyone listening to this right now that goes okay I'm totally hearing you ladies and I fully get what you're saying but I'm not going anywhere near a gym I'm not lifting weights I don't want to do that because it intimidates me or you know I just don't enjoy it I get I fully get that I personally love going into the gym environment because i was almost raised inside a gym environment and for me it's it's testament to the fact that that for me is my place to go and play evanescence music lose myself in you know really hardcore music and just let everything flow out but i fully appreciate because i work with many women like this that don't want that Mm -hmm. so my biggest top tip for this is to see resistance training as more than a gym you can resistance train when you go and do your food shop okay so park further away in the car park take the big trolley even if you're going for some small items and remember to strengthen and tighten your glute muscles and your core muscles when you're turning the corners with the trolley you are working your core muscle groups yeah when you're pushing the trolley to the car you may have some hills to contend with. It's thinking about what can you do that is really cool and smart. Mm. Can you walk to your local shop and put a backpack on if your back is safe enough to do this and get some essential items, walk back with them? Okay, that's still weight bearing movement. Yes. So we we need to just remember that we actually get the opportunity when we are mindfully present mm to do some weight beating activity no gym required
0: but also you don't have to go to the gym either but then a lot of the a lot of people who have resistance to go to the gym will have even less resistance to um to be training at home but it doesn't have to be at the gym and it doesn't have to be a heavy weight it doesn't like even it could be getting up and sitting down on the sofa 10 times as a squat form whilst watching you know yeah TV. you know you can be you can be really really savvy at it and i think this is it's really it's really good because people within the pulmonary space my angle of it is like they they see resistance training or, or weight weight training as um to help them get better at what they love to do so yes. they're all you have that desire to want to yeah. do it but if you don't mm-hmm. um it's also finding that enjoyment like yeah do you do you like you know do, do you enjoy you know like you say do, like the walking or like mm-hmm. have you picked up a pair of dumbbells like could you do you reckon you could do something with even a little baby pair of dumbbells or a kettlebell or you know there's like little you, a, mm-hmm. you can buy fans and, yeah. and like finding maybe like is there something that you that there's an exercise that you actually enjoy doing Move mm-hmm. like,
1: your kids as well right you're just about to you know you're going to have a baby the baby will yeah. be about eight pounds or whatever at the start and it's about you know as they are growing have fun with them if you're doing some hip thrusts pop them on the top of your hips and have fun with them they think it's like a horse and you're like i've got added weight mm-hmm. so do some squats with them either holding them on the front or pop them on your back when they're big enough and yeah have, just have fun i think this is where I'm always asked a lot about you know how how have you built your business the way you've built it in such a short space of time and I've just always said through having fun yeah Right. it's about we have to have fun in what we do otherwise it feels like a punishment and we re- we resisted it so yeah. think of your your resistance workout or your weight-bearing exercise as something you can bring some fun into
0: yeah but on that as well i never want to be in a position where i can't lift my child yeah i saw true. a video go viral on the internet the other day and oh, i can't remember the exact circumstances but i think the trolley had slipped away from uh, a, a woman and she um wasn't in the best like health condition, she was overweight, but she slipped. And because of her physical condition, she wasn't really able to get up as quickly. And this trolley was just rolling down the hill with her child, or like a oh my like God. towards the main road with her child in it, and mm-hmm. like stuff like that. You know, when you see it and you're like, I, I just, I never want to be in that position where like. Or I can't pick up my baby because my back hurts. <laughs> or even like my, my, my parents, you know, you're like, just don't mm-hmm. you want to be able to play with your grandchildren? Like that's, yeah, you know, having that like just for just like you say, freedom of movement as well, yeah. right?
1: It's so true. My mom's 65 and every time I post a reel of her playing with my girls, so there's one of her on my Instagram. You should go take a look at it. And she is swinging, so she's pushing them on. I bet she doesn't look 65. She does not. No way. So I, one like... side of this is, is kind of like a, I don't know what you would call it. It's like this this roundabout contraption thing. But one of the side is a seat, and the other side is the hanging bars. So she's pushing Shannon, one of my twins, and then she jumps onto the handlebars and swings round on this at 65 years old. That's you know no second guessing just went for it her body is phenomenal and she's just this is what it is about right it's about being able to do races on the beach with your grandchildren yes being able to when her and I went and had a mummy daughter holiday this year in Tenerife she had two bags on her back full of stuff and ran across a roasting hot beach
0: oh was that your mum yeah. I saw that real I saw that reel.
1: Yeah, that's her. Now, the only reason this is, this is going to make you laugh, the only reason I filmed it is because I was like, she's definitely going to face plant and I want to get <laughs> that on camera. <laughs> but ah. she didn't. She got all the way to the end and was like, where are you? <laughs> that, that is what resistance training does for your body. Now, she is a really phenomenal force of nature, but she, has, she only started her proper resistance training when she was in her late 30s. Mm right she didn't start super super young and now she does about two to three times per week of a half an hour workout
0: you don't have to do like my so I predominantly specialize in kettlebell training I love kettlebell training I love the benefits I just for me it's just one of my favorite ways of training and it's so transferable to what we do yeah you don't have to train for very long if you're in the gym for like an hour and a half to two hours unless you are like like a pro bodybuilder might be in the gym for an hour and a half to two hours if you're working in a specific muscle group or you're you know you're physique related yeah my god you could do a 20 minute even a 10 minute workout just yeah. do like it doesn't have to okay. be very long I know it doesn't have to be very long but half an hour is perfect
1: mm-hmm.
0: you can get a lot done too a lot done oh, yeah. with half an hour that's all I know. half yeah, an hour and- same as mine my, well mm-hmm. my kettlebell sessions i teach i teach kettlebells twice a week about 45 minutes mm-hmm. um but that's including a warm-up so yeah a bit of cool down so it's not it's not um it's not overly very long and to be honest you know if you were really savvy with your time and condensed down your rest periods you can get it done within half an hour paper, yeah.
1: right? um who doesn't have that in a day three times a week right
0: you do yeah like it's just finding it and it's but it, yeah it's uh that's a separate conversation isn't it but you just <laughs> gotta find the time so um i wanted to also talk about supplements and sort of what you think about supplements if you know there might be if do you recommend any supplements for people that are perimenopausal um as well as going through the menopause do, do you did you were you taking anything do you take anything mm. so
1: supplement i mean this is a really it's one of the questions i get asked a lot on mm. what you recommend Adele um being clear that supplements will not replace our hormones so that's a big thing but equally I operate from a food first supplementary second approach so we can get a lot through our foods the main supplements that I would then recommend everybody unless somebody is in the sun all the time would be a vitamin d so a d3 yeah if you can get that that is a d3 with a k2 combined then that's two thumbs up right so i use a vitamin d3 and k2 combination Mm -hmm. i also very very rate um omega-3 with epa and dha because again i myself personally don't eat enough oily fish portions through the week it stinks my house out so i opt to then supplement one and have one yeah Um, so those are probably two one of the probably more dominant supplements within menopause is magnesium yes this is a really nice supplement to include especially if you're finding that you're not sleeping as well introducing something like a magnesium glycinate Mm -hmm. is really nice for sleep so that's that's one that i would look at with with women calcium if we're not having enough calcium rich foods yeah. Um, again I started supplementing calcium recently because I did have a DEXA done and had confirmed osteopenia in my spine wow. so I was actually told if I didn't leave the lifestyle I've been leading it would have been osteoporosis so that's you know again when we think of our health mobility freedom it's number
0: one it's number one it always should be number one it's like you know if, if an engine like come on in your car you would immediately take it to the service station or yeah. like to you know to an MOT or whatever, but you yeah, know, that's how we are, with, we are the car. You know, yeah. if if something yeah, happens to look to this. at that. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's really interesting about magnesium? I think it's because I was taking it with zinc. So I used to have a magnesium mm-hmm. zinc um combined, yeah, um, supplement. But it used to give me the wildest dreams. Like, yeah, it dreams. can be. Yeah, 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 really. But like deep, dark, vivid dreams. The point where I was like, I can't, I can't take this anymore. The dreams, yeah. Too much. <laughs> but magnesium is really good
1: magnesium yeah it's, it's very good especially we get a lot of women that can have restless legs in yes. menopause as well so it just it can help with that um I mean a few other ones that and it, this is all relevant to the individual but a few other ones that I personally do like is creatine monohydrate yes so we've got this is a not just for sports people right we we find that in the bodybuilding space or any type of sports space that creatine monohydrate is used beautifully but there's also a lot of really strong prominent research that shows that it's great for cognition so cognitive support brain health so again that's a beautiful one to include one kind of disclaimer on it would be that if I'm working with a lady whose predominant goal is body fat loss for her own health and happiness journey then I normally wouldn't introduce a creatine monohydrate at the start of the journey because we both know that what that does is it pushes the glycogen stores into the muscle and we can feel like we're a bit fuller. Yeah the water retention
0: can Mm -hmm. be a bit higher right?
1: Yeah and initially when we're starting to titrate the dose we want to make sure that water retention or fluid retention is kept to a minimum and for these ladies it's it's mindset wise not a great supplement to start with
0: yeah until you get to your desired sort of Mm um but like creatine is naturally in the body anyway it's naturally in our muscle it's like as Uh you know it's it's, we we have it we have it yeah and especially if you're vegan or vegetarian so i spoke to a Mm -hmm. nutritionist last week and how important like if Mm -hmm. you don't like we can like you say foods first you can get like you can get your calcium through dairy you can get you know veg exactly but Mm -hmm. if you don't have that in your diet Mm -hmm. so if you're not eating meat or you're not having dairy then you're going to find it incredibly hard to get in creatine so but like you say even if you do eat dairy and meat creatine is so fantastic um,
1: creatine is wonderful i really rate it um Mm. i think you know this this kind of if we're thinking about this as supplementation i'm going to remove vegans and any dietary interventions from the guidance that i'm given here because obviously that would be entirely different if we were talking about veganism we've got a lot more supplements that we would need to talk yes, about yes. um but certainly from you know kind of gen pop that's yes. kind of where i would go and one of the ones that i really like to use myself is a uh, nootropic i really okay. like a nootropic which contains ashwagandha mm-hmm. ksm 66 so the root extract um and also lion's mane And I really rate that for focus and, um, you know, cognitive sharpness. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: okay cool um I think as well it's all about what works for your body right as you know uh, like it like it comes down to everything I could be taking all these supplements that make me feel fantastic and you could take them and not feel
1: the same benefits not feel the same I know and this is it I think that you know the 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 kind of point in all of this is that a supplement will not solve a problem and we certainly don't want to be spending hundreds of thousands of pounds or dollars every single month on supplements when in fact if your foundations that we've spoken about through nutrition lifestyle and mind are not in play then the supplements are not going to be effective
0: yeah absolutely so to finish up what would be your advice to anybody twofold it's a bit of a twofold question so what would be your advice to anybody listening and thinking this could be me I could be perimenopausal or, or hitting menopause and then talk to us a little bit about the benefits of working with a coach and like how you like how people can find you and what and what, what you do a little bit I know you've touched on it but how that can really help people by having a specific menopause or, perimenopause yeah. or coach like what you do and your, what your team do um that can really benefit people
1: yeah sure so I think if you're unsure I actually have a free guide that you can you can click on so it's an assessment basically um if you go into my Instagram you'll find me there the the.menopausecoach and I'll link all
0: this by the way don't worry I'll link it all as well <laughs> so if
1: you go into the, the link that's in my bio there's one in there that's a perimenopause assessment it's completely free you don't need to pay for this so if you just complete and tick the boxes that are relevant to you um, and then my team and I support you with a little bit of a summary on what guidance we would be giving you on that. Wow. So you can complete that if you wish. And that just helps. If we've got ladies that are unsure, then basically you just need to ask us and we can help you to understand if you are or are not. Um and then second part of that question, then I get asked this a lot: like, what does a menopause coach actually do? Like, what will <laughs> yeah. it do for me? Yeah. Think of the the menopause support as In those three pillars of care so we are all inside my team we're all qualified and certified nutritionists we have medical support elements in our team through an nhs gp and women's health private doctor so she specializes in women's health and menopause um so that is all there if we think of it as end-to-end care but what we really do is keep you inside your nhs if you're in the UK, we work with women all around the world. We've got yeah. a, a big client base in America.
0: Oh, that's good. I've got um, America's like the this, top, this, the second UK first. And then mm-hmm. in terms of listeners, America, and then Australia, New Zealand. We have yeah. global reach. It's amazing that you yeah. work with We've
1: people. Got clients globally. in Australia, clients in Europe, Germany. Yeah. So we work with ladies all over the amazing. world. And when I talk about the NHS, I fully appreciate it's just UK. Yeah. Um, But we really want to make sure that you are not having to spend your hard-earned money on other things when we can keep you inside your insurance for our American ladies and Australian ladies or the NHS for our UK based. Mm -hmm. So we work with you on your nutrition and we make sure that not just in terms of the foods to support your body, but also your food relationship. This is huge. So we do a lot in that space. Within lifestyle, the lifestyle is more than just your movement and your exercise okay we actually work with you to enhance your time efficiency we call this the collapsing time all right and this is about us being able to it's not about finding time it's about how we help you prioritize your health so as part of the onboarding we actually do a a process called the stop start continue and we really get very clear on where your life currency and energy is going out so we can support you so think of that as professional life support yeah and then we've got the mind pillar where the positive psychology and all the beautiful meditation and breath work come into it so we support what we call your brain to heart coherence we connect you back into your body through that work That's amazing um, so yeah it's very holistic very complementary and underpinning all of that for the ladies that require HRT support mm-hmm. then we are fully equipped to support with that.
0: Wow that's amazing and like it, sometimes you do just need that third party I mm-hmm. mean um, it's great to have the help from the from the, mm-hmm. the expert and the knowledge side of things but to have that third party to look at where is all your energy going on a day-to-day or a Mm week-to-week basis you know what like you say improving people's lifestyles it's habits it's time spent all of that yeah yeah it's so important isn't
1: it ability as well you know we do weekly weekly check-ins yes you have you have my team it's not just me that you have access to i am there but you also have an assigned coach throughout all, all of this as well so It's actually about taking you on a journey of self-discovery, of enhancing your health, your happiness.
0: Mm.
1: And we work with you on your bespoke goals. So we do not offer group coaching for that reason. This is very tailored towards what that lady needs. Um, But you definitely emerge the other side and have massively transformed not just your physical health but your emotional happiness
0: oh my god it's so important I say so, I work with my clients on that all the time like when I yeah. do their check-ins um when I look at sort of what's going on in a week to week I don't want to mm-hmm. know just what's going on physically I need to make sure that mentally everything's yeah. you know like like how are you sleeping you know yeah. how's the mood levels
1: yeah you health know. markers yeah
0: exactly that. Where, where are your stress levels at Mm-hmm. you know what and then what's driving that what's causing you know because it's really small small things as well right like I have quite a few clients this is a, reg- a really regular occurrence I have a couple of clients that struggle to sleep
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so when I always deep dive on their sleep and say right so when are you when are you getting off your phone mm-hmm. in the evening like right, really small things like this and then um, they're they're on their phone right up into bed they've got no digital detox no downtime in the evenings and yeah you know again having somebody it's really obvious but having a fair party overlook mm-hmm. your time your energy and saying well why don't we why don't we change this yeah and then the positive the positive outcome of that as well is is great and it's a great mm-hmm. thing you're doing
1: yeah it is, it's really powerful and yeah. for some of these women that we work with a lot of the time is they've not actually dedicated any focus to them for decades so for us guiding them and actually giving them, you know, health, health habits and markers that we want them to reach each day. Mm. They have permission to take self-care's time. They have permission and they're given instruction and invitation to, you know, come and do a breath work when they've maybe never experienced that before
0: yeah and it is. is putting yourself first and i think it's it c- can be quite difficult to say but yeah. the client that i had with who's going sort of perimenopausal you know it's very much we didn't touch on this too much but your mindset around it too like mm-hmm. if you can identify that you this is happening like mm-hmm. it is happening and we need to tackle it head on like this is let's so let's what can we positively do here so continue your training let's focus on your nutrition yeah. um you know keep your mindset strong about it as well right like instead of caving in and being like I don't want this happening to me I'm too young it's very much like yeah this is, this is the situation and this is how we're going to deal with it and this is how you know and this client that I've got in particular feels amazing mm-hmm. and also like it enables you when you make time for yourself if you've got children It makes you a better mum too, in terms of being there for your children, because you're more present, because you've got more energy, you feel better, um, and your kids get to witness you. You know, like how your how your Mm -hmm. two twins now have so much um, knowledge around and just um, experience um, on. Uh, periods and the medical was like see like being like having your children see you do that too and making time for yourself like Mm -hmm. the the benefits are huge aren't they just it makes you more present it's it's really positive yeah for sure it really is yeah well thank you so much Adele honestly this has been this has been amazing this is I think this will provide so much value um I think it's incredibly important. I'm going to push it loads so, <laughs> because it's really important for studio owners, instructors, students, anyone, any female. You're going to—we're we're all going through this together. So yes, like just know what's coming and know how to handle it, and know there's people out there that can help you.
1: A hundred percent. You're not alone. You're no. not broken, and you get
0: the support when you need it. That's the main thing to know. Exactly. Yes. But thank you so much. You've—you know what you're doing is great, and you've been amazing. Thank you. You're so welcome.